0: Welcome to all of you listening to the Crimson Circle show, whether you are actually watching on the Crimson Circle website, that's crimsoncircle.com, or listening from the Crimson Circle website, or listening from the Awakening Zone network, or... (laughs) Well, there are so many outlets for you, and also a big welcome to those that have found us by some coincidence through Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to the Crimson Circle. We are so delighted that you could join us. This is our second segment. This is the part where we are delighted and entertained and inspired by the words and the messages of Adamus Saint-Germain that will be channeled by Jeffrey Hoppe, assuming it is Adamus today. So, well, <laughs> surprises never cease. So I wanna thank you for joining us. I wanted to make a couple announcements. Most important is that we will not do this regular show in June. We, that's our month off for the season. We will be back here, same time, same place, Awakening Zone, Crimson Circle, Blog Talk Radio, All those places on July 7th, same time, same place. So please, 6th, is it July 6th? Oh, I I hear it's that Saturday. The first Saturday of July. Thank you so much. We really will look forward to it. Also, wanted to make a special mention. As some of you probably know, Crimson Circle is launching a very important research project called SHARP, Chambra Awakening Research Project. So many of us have been on that journey of awakening, and while each person's journey is unique, there also are certain commonalities and things that occur on this awakening journey. We've determined that we can really probably assist and help people perhaps understand the awakening process and help others newly coming into that process. So we're inviting you to participate in the Chambra Awakening Research Project, SHARP. So if you're interested, go to the Crimson Circle website, crimsoncircle.com, and look for the tab for SHARP. We would love to have you join this project. It's confidential, but imagine how much your answers might assist others in an easier awakening process. So, with that, are you ready? Oh, and I could hear this present audience and uh, audiences all over the globe. Thank you all for joining us. And now, it's time to get started. So, Norma, would you do some breathing?
1: (laughs) Aloha. All of this energy of grand welcome, grand love that we bring to you from Kauai, from our hearts, from unbelievable love. Feel that for you. So as you breathe right now, breathe this gift of aloha energy. Breathe it into you, all the way into the core of you. Feel this, will you receive that grandly, just for you. Breathing in, breathing out in the rhythms of the ocean, of the grand breezes of the island, of the sweet love affair with you and your soul. Breathe and receive. Breathe, just for you. Yes, one breath, at a time, one breath at a time, deeper, slower, sweeter, just for you, yes, every breath, deep into your core, yes, oh yes, filling this room and this entire connection around the globe, your heart, and your heart, and on and on, this grand crimson love affair, breathe, breathe.
2: A slipper by the fireplace, a yellow light in its case. Soon she's down the stairs, her morning elegance, she wears the sound. She fights for her life as she puts on a coat. And she fights for her life on the train. She looks at the rain as it pours. And she fights for her life as she goes in a store. With a thought she has caught by a thread. She pays for the bread as she goes. Nobody knows. Best for the bread as she goes. And she fights for the life as she goes in a store where the people are pleasantly strange
3: M. Adamus of outrageous service. Mm. Okay. Thank you. Welcome, dear Shambhram. Last month we had a bit of a rest, some entertainment for most. <laughs> we had a little bit of um, a little bit of reprieve from our normal gatherings. Today, a little bit different. No awakening show. Mm-mm. No, we're going to get right into some new twists and turns. Mmm. So let's take a deep breath as we launch into this shout. Ah, yes, you'll be begging me for more Awakening shows <laughs> <laughs> after today. Interesting outfit, dear Linda Visa. Can they see you back home? I mean, way back home. Go ahead and stand up so the entire angelic family can see what happens when you come to Earth. (laughs) You take on a few lifetimes. (laughs) And who are you today?
0: Super Chambra.
3: Super Chambra. adorned in gold. Yes. Good. To be or not to be. That was the question. To be or not to be. Whether it is nobler in the mind. (laughs) Yes. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer. Does anybody know the rest? Little shakes? Ah, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. And know the rest? That was it? (laughs) Let's take a deep breath. To be or not to be? That was the question. Question was asked by Hamlet. Should I live or should I die? What's the use? I'm stuck in the suffering of my mind, in these outrageous fortunes or, rather, misfortunes (laughs) that I'm experiencing. Do I want to be here or do I want to go? What do I do? Can I put myself out of this misery?" Asked Hamlet, written by William Adamus Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) You laugh. You laugh. (sighs) So dear Shaumbra, the question now is to be aware or not to be aware. is the question that is the true question to be aware or not to be aware and i ask each one of you as we open this segment what is the answer to be aware or not to be aware to be aware or not because the reality is that you are in the middle lands you're in the middle lands one eye open one eye shut walking in a world of humans with two eyes closed, in the middle lands, not sure what goes next, in the dreaded, despicable middle lands of awakening, where there is a desire for hope, but yet at times so bleak, so gray, and so dreamless. In that middle lands, that causes you to want to take many steps back to that old reality where all walked with eyes shut, and you now walking in the Middlelands amongst your fellow humans, one eye open. How do you explain to them what awareness is? The blind man, the blind people, the blind group of humans and just One eye open, you have. How do you explain to them when they beg and beckon for you to come back to that old reality, to that old place of no awareness? You with one eye open and one eye still closed. How do you explain awareness to those who have both eyes closed? How could you possibly explain sight to those who are blind? How could you? possibly explain what it is to have some deep inner churning of the soul and the heart, to want to move quickly out of the old ways and the patterns of humans, but yet not knowing where you're going to? How do you explain to those with no sight whatsoever? How do you explain the world you are leaving without knowing the world that you are entering? In the Netherlands, in the Middlelands of awakening, that's exactly where you are. You have no idea that the words I speak to you are of truth or just of some … another delirious mind. <laughs> you have no idea if there is such a thing as an Ascended Master, you're in the Middlelands, but you know, you know in your heart that you cannot go back. To the world of the blind, to the world of the unaware. And even though you try to do that at times, oh, you try so desperately to return back to that place from where you came, but you can't go back with one eye still open. You can't seem to close both of them. So here you are, drifting on an endless sea, drifting on this sea of troubles, not knowing whether you are aware or unaware, not knowing what comes next and what do you have to resort to. Not words that others say, not simply the hope that's in your heart. What you have to rely on is you and only you. What you have to rely on goes far beyond the mind, because the mind is the strangest of all the aspects. (laughs) Let it out, my dear, let it out. (laughs) The mind is the strangest of all the aspects. You can no longer rely on the mind. It has deceived you. It has created illusions that it has had you believe to be real, when in your heart you know they are not. What you have to rely on is you, but yet unsure of who you are, still trying to find you in this endless sea of troubles, still trying to identify you, something that simply cannot be done. So you dive deeper. You dive deeper into you, and you come to the point of realizing that you is not who you thought you were. Whatsoever The you that you have known was simply a creation of a mind, a mind that was conceived here on Earth, that was developed here on Earth, refined and programmed here on Earth. The mind, the strangest of all the aspects, not you whatsoever. So where do you find you? Certainly beyond the mind. Even beyond the heart, you find you in those darkest hours that you've had. Those dreadful, horror like, nightmarish dark hours that you've had. Each and every one of you have had them. Those dark hours when you know there is no going back to the world of the blind and the unaware. Those dark hours when you wonder. Who am I?" Those dark hours where you wonder, to be or not to be, should I I terminate this? How can I release myself from this trap? How can I release myself from this mental anguish and this physical pain and this lack of knowingness? Those dark hours when you come to the deepest, the simplest and the truest of truths. The only thing that matters is I exist. That's it. I exist. And from that simplest, most truthful of places, a place that defies the mind and even the heart, a place that defies all of your previous experiences, any beliefs that you've ever had, anything that you thought to be good or bad, real or unreal. This place of I exist, the simplest of all truths, is where you find you. Not surrounded by anything, anyone else. Not confused by the world of the blind. Not confused by the world of your mind or your desperate attempts to save an identity of yourself. In that simplest of places, I exist, is where you start to hear the beat, the rhythm of your soul, I exist. Therefore I Am. It's all that matters. All that matters. To be aware or not to be aware – such a torturous question. Such a torturous middle land you find yourselves in. But, my dear friends, you feel, you have felt, even if it is only for a moment of time, you have felt there is something deep within you, something that doesn't rely on any other human, something that doesn't care about your past, your health, your intelligence, your looks or your money, been aware of a few times of that existence of the Self. Sometimes it is but a fleeting moment and then disappears back into the darkness, into the abyss. But you remember, it was there. It's always been there. It never goes into the darkness or into an abyss. It is never lost. It is only you. you. Still in the world of the blind, still in a type of hypnotic living, still wondering how to make yourself better, how to make yourself perfect. It is you that actually goes back into the darkness, because the existence, the I Am, is always there, always waiting, always knowing. It does not care if you go into your own personal crisis, into chaos, into crash and burn. It does not care, because it knows you are always there, the I Am. It does not care if you were a queen or a king or if you are the richest being in all the world. It does not care if you succumb to the demons and the dragons of yourself or the others in the blind world around you, because it's always there. It doesn't care about good days or bad days. It doesn't care if you drink too much, smoke too much, sleep too much or eat too much. It does not care. It does not care if you are having emotional difficulties with others, if others are using and abusing you. It does not care. It does not care one bit about your spirituality, about your religion, about your beliefs, about your affirmations and confirmations, or any of your illusions, because it is beyond illusion. It is. It is your existence. It's there. You've touched upon it. Perhaps when you were very young, perhaps that's what set you off sailing and searching to find how to bring it into this reality, how to bring it into your life. And although your mind has tried to take this, the simplest and most joyful of all consciousness, tried to take it and mold it to this world of the blind and the unaware, take it and mold it to what it feels its extra identity should be, it will never, ever, ever be captured by the mind, by the human identity. It can never be corrupted, destroyed. It can never be put in front of or behind anything else, including Spirit. It's always there. The existence. I exist. Never forget this. Ever, ever, ever. Never forget this in the darkest moments and in the most joyful moments, take a deep breath, I exist. It is the truth of truths. It doesn't take anybody else to bring that into your awareness. There's only you that can do that. There is no power in it, no power whatsoever. No energy in it whatsoever is not surrounded by anything. It is unto itself, it is not glorified by God, it is not pampered to by the angels, it does not exist in time or space. It is the existence, the I Am that I Am. Hmm. Take a deep breath, my dear friends. No, no game shows today. No game shows today. So you're in this rather odd place, this middle-lands of awakening. I've said it before, perhaps it still hasn't touched you, that this is the grandest time of all. This is the grandest time of all, a time of celebration, celebration understanding existence within the world of the blind. Am I being too hard by calling this the world of the blind? Absolutely not. But there's a reason they are blind. There's a reason why you were blind. I we don't want to get too philosophical, intellectual about it right now, but there is a reason. Now you're emerging from that. You chose to crawl out of that reality. Oh, it's still trying to drag you by the feet and pull you back in, still with all of its seductive forces that work on your mind, that work on your emotions and your heart, especially if there are other people involved in your life, still trying to get you to come back into the world of the blind, but it cannot be done. Oh, you've tried, and when you have, you find you cannot pretend be asleep when you are partially awake. So what to do next? You open the other eye. <laughs> you open the other eye. So it begs the question, why isn't the other eye open now? Hmm, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good question. <coughs> I'll give you a bit of an answer. Awakening, uh, becoming aware, can be very overwhelming. You open one eye and you see what's really out there and you see who you really are, and just the thought of having to open the other eye, the intensity, uh, the, the true intensity of that awareness can be overwhelming. So you stop for a bit and you walk with one eye open, one eye closed, and you continue walking in the world of the blind, but once in a while, coming together with other, one eye Beings, <laughs> and you're waiting for someone else to open that other eye first and then to say, how was it to have both eyes open? How overwhelming, how beautiful. What did you gain? What did you lose from it? Did you die? Did you want to die when you opened that other eye? waiting for someone else to do it, to open that other eye. But much like you, with one eye open, trying to go back into the world of the blind and explain to them what vision is, it will be very difficult, very, very difficult for one with both eyes open to explain this reality to one with one eye closed, you see. and The only thing you can do at that point as a two-eyed, open being, the only thing to do at that point is to look another in the eyes, letting them see both. Words do not need to be spoken. Actions do not need to be taken. Simply letting them see into the eyes, both eyes, of an awakened, enlightened being. It's that simple. That simple. Everything that would need to be said is said in this instant, you see. It's that simple. That simple. My dear friends, this this middle-lands of awakening, ah, I cursed it, I tried running from it, I tried pretending that it wasn't there, yet I look back on it now. Such a significant, beautiful, poignant time. Please enjoy it. Please do enjoy it. because. You'll look back with two eyes at some point and realize the significance of what you're doing. Really, the significance. Awakening isn't anything I'd recommend to my friends. <laughs> as I said, <coughs> as I said in our last conversation, awakening is cruel. It is cruel in so many ways. No, I wouldn't recommend it to my friends, because then they would blame me for it once they were emerged into its depths, of course. No, so I say, please, dear friend, keep both eyes closed for as long as you possibly can. (laughs) But, you know, in spite of my advice to those with two eyes closed, in spite of my advice, one eye is going to awaken sooner or later anyway. One eye is going to start peeking, because there's something within the eyes of the blind who can feel that others are starting to open their eyes as well. And you know how humans are. They just want to get a peek. But in Awakening there are no peaks. No, no, no. There is not a peep show in Awakening. The men laugh, of course. Because once the eye starts to open, once the awareness starts to come in, you can't stop it. Once you have a little bit of awareness, it begs full awareness, full awareness. It has been my pleasure to work with all of you over these past few years as your eyes started to come open, as that one eye grew open, wide, big as you came to this point of stopping, saying, I'm not sure it's such a good idea to open that other eye. And I would tell my friends and I would tell Ashambra, then don't. (laughs) Then don't. But in spite of what I say, that other eye is going to come open. It is going to come open in spite of you. It is going to come open because awareness desires more of itself, awareness continues to ask for more awareness, for the dissolution of false realities, for the awareness of itself and ultimately the feeling, the experience of love for itself, so that other eye will come open and you can resist it. You can try to force it shut. You can go so far as to sew it shut, and it will come open. That's also the good news. That's also where we are – somewhere in between, somewhere in between being blind and having vision. Here we are. So that brings me to my point today of this discourse. My point today uh, – let's title this "Shout" uh, just so we don't have all this confusion and this hectic activity afterwards, all these Sunday morning emails, what should we name it? Here's the name. Ready? Bringers of the New Energy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't exactly Shakespeare, but it was good <laughs> <laughs> Bringers of the New Energy. My dear friends, you have gone from being the blind. You have gone from uh, to the very depths of the, the human experience here on Earth, and then you, as you started awakening in the very early days of the awakening, you were the energy holders of this Earth. Interesting job, uh, as I said to one group recently. It's kind of like being mid-level manager. <laughs> now that's being in the middlelands. <laughs> that is a curse. I would think being a, is anybody here proud of handing a card saying, I am a mid level manager? I work in a cubicle. (laughs) I thought that was funny. (laughs) Don't work in cubicles. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So you were the bringer, you were the holders of energy for quite some time, holding it for the planet, for many of you for dozens, hundreds, of incarnations, the energy holders chanting, oming, praying, kneeling, hearing confessions, uh, doing fire ceremonies and every possible, every other thing you could do. There was a value in it. It did help keep a balance of energy on this planet combined with Gaia and water – water so important to this planet – and some humans sitting in caves, oming and chanting each day, not having much of a life but being really good energy holders. The truth of the matter is, in spite of what anyone tells you, there's no need for energy holders on this planet anymore. That's why the indigenous – love the indigenous – but it's time to move on, dear indigenous. Truly it is. You've been doing it lifetime after lifetime after lifetime – it's time for those who were in the church, the priests and the monks. Time for them to move on. That's why the church is slowly dissolving away. We don't need the altars. We don't need the temples as they were anymore. So you were the energy holders. And now, now comes the exciting part. (laughs) You were the bringers of the new energy. Now, there is energy abundantly around everywhere, but nobody is bringing it in, in any appreciable quantity. Everybody, as we've talked about, is getting just enough, but there are, no, there are very few individuals and there are no groups of individuals who are truly bringing in the energy. Everybody's using kind of uh, an old and very limited reservoir because of belief systems, because of indoctrination and everything else. There's not a single group out there that is actually actively bringing in the energy. Not at all. Not at all. So for this you will be the first of a group to do it. Imagine, for a moment, Imagine, and, and, yes, it's good to feel proud or even a little inflated about this. <laughs> Humanity has been using a, basically the same amount of energy, and in spite of those who talk about cosmic energies and cosmic events and, and uh, comets delivering energy to, th- to this planet, which all might be true, nobody is using it. They watch a comet fly by and say, wasn't that pretty? Wait for the next one to come around in 20 years. <laughs> Wasn't that pretty? There's even some who have the understanding and the insight to know that these are delivery mechanisms for energy. But nobody's using it. Nobody's using it. It's it's like the milkman comes by every morning and puts six bottles of milk at the door, but nobody ever opens the door to take the milk. It's just sitting there. Now, energy, unlike milk, does not spoil, doesn't sour, doesn't go bad, but sitting there in huge quantities, amazingly huge quantities, available, available to each and every one. But nobody is picking up the fork and knife to digest it, to put it in their body, to put it in their reality, to bring it in. It's hovering around. Everybody is waiting. Everybody is in a holding pattern. Why? I don't know. Because they're not sure how to do it, because they're waiting for somebody else, because it's hard to do with one eye closed. I do not know. But it's there. So today you're going to have the opportunity, in just a little bit, to be a bringer of new energy, a user of new energy, using it to create whatever you choose. Sounds simple. Sounds something like out of a fairy tale. Combine that with Twenty-One Crystal Clay Caves. We have a tremendous fairy tale story, (laughs) but it's all very true. Now, in order to understand some of the dynamics, let's talk about energy. I'll go back to the basics and I'll need the writing board. And I'll keep going back to the basics until you finally get that aha! I get it, Adamus. Why didn't you tell us about this three years ago? Yeah. Go back and read the shouds. Go back and read the shouds. So, some of the basics of energy. Hmm. First of all, you are consciousness. Understand that you are consciousness. It's the I am. I exist. That's consciousness. It's the first awareness. You are consciousness. We'll just put a dot there – consciousness. I exist. Consciousness continues to, you could say, unfold. It it continues to become. It's not static. It, It doesn't just stay in its current level of consciousness. To say that it grows isn't quite right or to expand. It continues to become more conscious, so we put a circle around that, the circumpunt, the symbol for consciousness, the I Am. Very simple. You could say also it started with the spark of Spirit. You're going to discover sooner or later that that wasn't actually true, but we'll use it. We'll pretend for right now that it was, hopefully confuse a few of you about that. So, this is the I am. As I said before, it doesn't exist anywhere. It doesn't it? Doesn't have a place in outer space of its own. It doesn't need it. It does not exist within time. It doesn't need it. It is totally on its own. It is not energy. And this is one of the perhaps the greatest. Um, illusions, fallacies or or mistruths that humans believe, uh, and even religions, uh, even New Age does not understand that consciousness does not contain energy. Because first of all, if you thought that it did, and particularly in the way most people think about energy, suddenly you become victim to energy and consciousness is corruptible in that scenario. But it's not true. Consciousness contains no energy, does not exist in any particular time or space. It is yours, solely yours. Very simple concept, but yet often I talk to groups about this and they go out the door five minutes later forgetting it, forgetting the purity of the I Am. So, consciousness, no energy. Energy exists outside of consciousness, and it does exist in all sorts of dimensions, any dimension that consciousness ever visited or imagined. Energy exists everywhere that the consciousness ever felt into or imagined into. Suddenly energy is there. Energy was uh, created, was well, let's call it breathed in. Energy was breathed in by the passion of consciousness. The passion of consciousness is the feeling – and I'm using slightly very human words here – but the passion of consciousness is having the, ex- the sensory experience of feeling its existence. That's the passion of consciousness – feeling that sensory, that experiential, hey, I exist. That's the passion right there. That passion to, of its existence, to know its existence and to feel it, created energy. <clears throat> energy outside of itself, but you could actually say that uh, – some would say – that it's, there was the, the passion of going home. I've actually said it myself before. Partly true, but where is home? Humans like to think of home as being heaven, God, oneness, all that was, all the rest of that crap. It's not. True home Um, True Home – and I'll use this as an opportunity to promote the latest book from Tobias – Journey Home. The True Journey Home is not back to some celestial palace. True Journey Home. Right there. That's all there is to it. You don't go back to the Oneness. You are the Oneness. You go back to Awareness. Good. Getting somewhere? Learning something?
0: Every day. Yeah,
3: good. You're not sleeping behind those sunglasses, are you?
0: That's my little. Is that sleeper. your
3: new man next to you? Is he She's without words. <laughs> <laughs> so these are basics. Many of you have heard them, but it's important to keep repeating them. Now, right on the first level, what you call the basic level or the simple level, Right around your consciousness is, it looks like a sun now, is a, let's uh, again, human words, but is a layer of energy that's the most intimate with you. It's only yours. It is always there, but you are hardly ever in conscious connection with it. Because you're in conscious connection with everything else—the walls, the cars, the, the other people in your life, your aches and pains—and mostly that strange mind. So you very, very rarely access it. Uh, and, and somebody just asked the, on the line online. Somebody asked the question: Can I access it through uh, hallucinogenic drugs? Sure. Go ahead. Try. <laughs> Have fun. Why, why, do I ha- why do I get these questions? <laughs> really? Really? I, no, you don't need to access it through drugs, and it's not going to make it easier, as a matter of fact. It's this level of layer of energy, core level energy that's surrounding – That's not, not surrounding culture – but that's always harmonious with your consciousness. That, that layer uh, is so in truth and so pure that, no, you're not going to get to it with manipulative methods or false methods. Once in a grand while a few of you might have felt this level. When you do, you're going to feel, you're going to have the sensory experience of tremendous love and all things being in order, because this level right around your consciousness follows you around, it's everywhere the consciousness goes. That level and layer is in perfect harmony, resonating with the I Am all the time. It's yours. It's your personal treasure chest, if you would, of energy. There's not a lot of it, because it doesn't need much. It's efficient, it's pure, it's absolutely in service to you always, always there. It will not tolerate manipulation. It will not and cannot be applied to what you call power. Those games use other levels of energy. Fortunately, this level of of your personal energy – it's just yours, it's, it's related directly and only to your consciousness – can never be taken, used or even lent out to anybody else. Fortunately, it is beyond manipulation and games, and if you try to go there in some sort of uh, altered state, you cannot access it. It is so pure. It's not that it has a big wall around it. It's simply that it's so pure that you wouldn't recognize it if you went there with manipulation, power-seeking, or anything else, so it's always there. Always there. Energy is – and would you like to write now, dear Linda? Sure. I will put this back here for you. Yes, sir. Energy is – if you would write on – these are energy basics, but very important to understand as bringers of energy. As a matter of fact, you're going to need to be able to articulate it just like I am. Simple. Clear terms, highly entertaining, and, <laughs> and none of your students going to sleep. It, it does get a little sleepy, actually, when, when we talk about energy and consciousness. When we talk about these pure levels, it gets very sleepy. Some of you online, some of you online, already dozing off, wake up, wake up. It gets a little sleepy because it goes beyond this strange thing that you call the mind. Mm. Interesting, interesting aspect. Energy is number one – abundant. Energy is abundant, like my water is not. <laughs> uh, my dear uh, San- Sandro, Caldro uh, would like a Pepsi. I would like a coffee. One of each, please. <laughs> Energy is. What? What? Say, energy is abundant. It's a common misperception. Uh, It's an absolute lie, as a matter of fact, that energy is limited. Uh, Cash, money, anything like that. Please step back, Uh, step away from all the noise of the blind world. Take a look at what's really happening. The stock market up and down. You know the stock market's going to crash in about three months.
4: Oh shit! Oh, Oh, step
3: back. It doesn't (laughs) matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and it's not necessarily going to. There's a 50-50 chance. Thank you. 50-50 chance of it crashing. Thank you, Sandra. Every day, there's a 50-50 chance. (laughs) Step back. Get away. Get away from all of this. If you ever feel that things are limited, stop, take a deep breath, back away and feel into this simple I Am, I exist. It's so easy to get sucked into all this. There is a huge abundance of energy everywhere, everywhere. There's enough energy, neutral energy floating around in this room to to power, to fuel this United States of America for a dozen years or more and still have enough left over to fuel probably half of the rest of the universe. There's so little really understood about physics. I sit in sometimes on, on these uh, world meetings of uh, scientists and uh, physicists and, uh, and, the, and the like as they're talking about – so seriously – talking about uh, science. Uh, they know squat about real science. <laughs> no. Uh, it's not to say science is bad at all. It's actually science is a wonderful thing because it also takes out some of the machio. But there's so much more that can be learned. Quantum science – I love that. They're starting to understand that there is so much more going on than what science knows. You realize that I- in the span of human history that it has only been in the last second of time – click, one click of the clock – that humans have actually understood that the, the Earth is round. That's how smart science is dumb. Uh, that's, and, and at the time, people, even some of you, were burned and tortured for even thinking that it was anything flat. Everyone used to think that the Earth was like a big dish. And then everything sat in this dish – oceans and land and animal and everything else. Suddenly they learned it's not. It's a ball. Some of you were tortured for thinking that. Hmm. So imagine – imagine if it's only been a click of time since humanity has understood that the Earth is round – imagine what's going to happen in the next ten years. So, energy is abundant. Everywhere. It's all around. So as bringers of new energy into this planet and users, bringers and users of new energy into this planet, always understand it's abundant. Whoever think limitation – everything limitation – stop, back up, feel into all the energy that's available. Energy is everywhere. It doesn't have to be in physical form. It does not have to take on mass. It does not have to be measurable to be real. And that's part of the problem. Energy is measured now in terms of uh, money or in terms of fuel, in terms of uh, calories, in terms of all these measurement systems. But it's so abundant and it's always there, going in and out of reality, replenishing itself. It's Im- not measurable. So, number one, it's abundant. Number two, Energy is literal. Energy is literal. What I mean by that is it responds literally to the passion. It responds literally to the passion. It responds just a tiny little bit, tiny little bit, to the mind, to all the thoughts. You see now, something like worry and fear actually have more passion in them than thinking about um, uh, paying off your bills or thinking about um, your plans and your goals. you Realize how little passion is in plans and goals, but yet fear, that has a certain passion. There is an expression, there is a sensual expression in that. Energy is literal. It doesn't care about good or bad. It does not know. Energy is works with the passion literally, and it doesn't matter if you are a terrorist trying to blow up half of Kansas City – sorry, Kansas City – if you're a terrorist, it, it, energy does not care. It's just very literal. It responds to passion and to action, to action. Now, it's the action of the consciousness, the desire to Be, Uh, but so energy is literal, and it doesn't care about uh, good or bad, anything else. So, when you're as bringers of energy, remember your passion. Linda, would you put in parentheses underneath that your passion? When you get into that thinking about and that manipulating, how am I going to use my energy now? Stop right there. You're you're putting yourself in a box. The brain is a very strange aspect. The brain knows very little about energy. As a matter of fact, I'll go so far as to say the mind is actually intimidated by energy. Because it does not it does not create energy, it never has, and it's very clumsy in dealing with energy. So the mind is intimidated by energy. The mind will literally restrict the level of energy that's coming into your reality, because it doesn't understand it. It can't trap it. It can't, um, it can't own it, although it tries, oh, and it tries and tries and tries. So as the mind is rather intimidated by it, It will shut it down. The mind is part of the issue with the other eye not opening. What happens if all this energy comes in? And this is one of the dilemmas you will be faced with as bringers of the new energy. Now what do I do? Now I open my other eye, at least partially. (coughs) Now I got all this energy coming at me with me every moment, what do I do?" And I already can tell you, so save your cards, letters and emails <laughs> and your nasty thoughts. You're already going to come back to me and say, Okay, as I agreed on this uh, May 4th, 2013, I agreed to be a bringer of new energy. In other words, bring it right into my reality. And you know what, Adamas? Now I'm not sleeping at night. Yeah, waking up in the middle of the night, can't go to sleep. Got all this energy, Adamus, and I can't go to sleep. Don't complain to me. You got all this energy to work with. The mind is uh, – the, the, let me rephrase that – the reason you sleep is to get out of your mind, and if you're not so much trapped in this mind, you're not going to need to sleep. The body actually really doesn't need sleep, nah, because you can sit here as Sartre is doing, rejuvenating right now.
4: Man.
3: Uh, can we get a camera shot of Sartre? Watch him rejuvenate. <laughs> now you're hamming it up. I say, I re- before, Sartre, before you were sitting there in your chair <laughs> rejuvenating. The body doesn't need to sleep. The mind does. So uh, back to the point. Energy is literal. It responds to your passion. So as a bringer of energy. What's going to bring it in? The passion, the desire. Yeah. Creates a little conflict. Eh, big conflict. Because there is a mistrust of your passion. Your past experience – love that past experience – crap. Your past experience (laughs) says, But yes, when I expressed my passion, I was put down. So? So? (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Will you be put down again? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do you want to live in the world of the blind or you want to live in the world of the aware? It's that simple. If you, If you're afraid or if you want to live in the world of the blind, yes, then it would affect you. But in the world of the aware, it doesn't matter, because the rest of those who are aware love their passion, love their expression. Passion's been … Put down, suffocated, uh, through through the mind, through hypnosis, through programming, a- and ultimately, you, as a soul being, as as an I am present, you cannot continue to live in a reali- in a passionless reality. Ultimately, cannot. Cannot. it's not going to kill your existence. You're just going to have to blow up to get yourself out of there. And there's no need for that. But no, you, you, what happens is when you're living in a, in a uh, relatively passionate, passionateless reality, what does one do? They create drama.
0: They create
3: oh. a lot of drama as kind of a very false type of passion, but that's not passion. That's not passion. that's living in the world of the blind. So next on the list, energy is altruistic. Energy wants to serve you. Energy wants to serve you, and it doesn't have any agendas. It doesn't care if you're on the fast train to hell or you're putting on wings to go to heaven. It really doesn't. It does not care. There are no judgments in energy. It it cannot have a judgment. It is altruistic. It is here to serve you without agenda, here to be at your your feet. It can be used by anyone. The amazing thing is, and perhaps part of the blessing in it, is few – very few – have discovered it. They continue using very archaic energy systems. Even those who are trying to take over the world for God knows why, those who are trying to control the world, they're doing it out of uh, power play and manipulation. They would never even consider trying to take over the world, rule the world, run the world, have all the money in the world. They would never even consider it if they knew how easy it was to have all the energy that you want. It's abundant, it's literal, and it's here in service. Why would you then need to amass money or take over the world or anything like that? It's absolutely literal. It's here to serve you, actually, before you even have to say anything. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So these are the basics of energy. Please remember these, because one day you will be in front of your students, telling them the very same thing not necessarily going to be playing DVDs of a Crimson Circle class. It will probably be in your own words, in your own way. There are so many misunderstandings about energy. Most, most people feel energy is doled out or, or life, whatever you want to call it, is doled out from some place else, something else. Thank you. Uh, those who don't believe in, a, in an afterlife believe that energy Basically comes from how smart or uh, manipulative they are. Um, those who believe in some type of afterlife generally believe that energy is doled out from either a group of angels or God or Jesus Christ uh, based on how good or bad you are. Totally unreal. Energy it doesn't care. It has no agenda. It doesn't care if you're going to try to blow up the universe. You see, because energy is simply responding to passion. The core level energies that I just drew on the board, the core level energies really understand that that your consciousness can never be taken, uh, and that level of your energy can never be taken. So there's really no worry about any of that. So the universe could disintegrate tomorrow. Energy and consciousness – true energy. Doesn't really care. Who cares? What cares? The mind, the mind, the, uh, let's call it human consciousness. One day, uh, hopefully in your lifetime, humans will begin to understand a consciousness. And I'm not talking about God shit here. I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> one of these. Some of you are dozing off here. Yeah, God shit. <laughs> it's, It is. Uh, Humans have manufactured this tall uh, wooden uh, statue and call it God. And they say, if you don't believe this God is going to do terrible things for you, you're going to spend an eternity in hell. Well, you're already in hell, so now it's just anything else is good from this point on. It's a tall wood statue because (coughs) you can burn it. It's not real.
4: Oh!
3: <laughs> it's not real. I'll go so far as to say, for those who are really analyzing this, I'll go so far as to say, God is a human creation. Period. God was created and continues to be, continues to endure through the human mind. You don't go into outer space somewhere and suddenly traveling down the dimensional corridors and suddenly, oh. God, there you are. Paul, <laughs> oh, I've been wondering where you were. Here you are, often dimension 4,521,000. No more Pepsi for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think something else is in there. It's going to be interesting uh, in, in your lifetime to see the changes in the understanding and the connection to God. Uh, there was a time, at Atlantean times, there was no understanding of God, uh, but no real understanding of uh, an expanded consciousness either. Uh, in Atlantis there was a search for source – source energy uh, – but and, and it the Atlanteans, you tried to find it in, in trees and woodpeckers and in stones <laughs> and in the center of the earth and when that didn't work out in outer space. Then consciousness started expanding to the point where he came up to, well, we haven't found it anywhere else. Let's, let's uh, make up a god. And then religions got in there and really, really uh, solidified it and put a lot of rules and, and abuse on it, and so here we are. <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> but it's going to change. You know, what, what holds it in place is tremendous guilt. And what do you, how do you handle guilt? Uh, if somebody says processing and counseling, I'm going to have to come over and spit on you. <laughs> you. walk past it. You walk past it. Uh, but I'm, I'm digressing. I'm getting into one of our other shouts. So energy is these things. It's abundant. It's very literal. It responds to your passion, uh, to, to your core. To you know the day when you feel really excited about something and you're not thinking about things? You just get out of bed and you're I'm excited to be alive. I'm, I exist on this planet. For all of its good and bad, it doesn't matter. I. I exist." That's when the energy comes swirling in. Whoa! They're finally opening up their eyes and the energy is here in absolute service, at your pleasure, always serving. Good. So these are the basics. Please remember them. Next page, please. Energy comes from And Now, it's not made It's not made in these places we're going to talk about, but it's distributed from these points, uh, from these sources. Energy comes from, number one, the Earth, this planet. It's probably your most um, uh, immediate connection with energy. It's always flowing up from Earth and, and the atmosphere. It's always here. You use it every day for everything that you do earth based energies you could say there 's a reservoir of energy that 's here serving humans on this planet. It resonates at human vibrational level in other words it 's kind of slow it 's uh, I would call murky uh, but it 's still here you 're used to working with it it's it 's kind of animalistic and that 's not bad but it 's just it 's crude, uh, but so is earth <laughs> so um Thank you. God, gotta pay for laughs these days. Five, there you go. <laughs> the famous five. So, energy comes from Earth. You, you're connecting to it right now as you sit here, as you're watching the internet, as you're doing your physical things. Problem is, it is rather crude, and you're always trying to get more Earth energy. Uh, so you're trying to intensify that. Well, all that. When you 're trying to get more earth energy, it, it sometimes is hard on your body uh, because of the crude nature you're trying to uh, you're trying to pull this into your physical body and then you get oversensitive and you get overtired and you start feeling aches and pain so you 're like at some level within you thinking enough of this energy stuff i 'll just take that little bit every day what I can handle because it 's too overwhelming because you 're you're working at that level. Now, it's an important level because it keeps a grounding force. And if it wasn't for Earth energy and its associated magnetics and electromagnetics and other earthly type of characteristics, if it wasn't for that, uh, this all wouldn't be held into place. Uh, it'd be difficult to stay in the human body. But it's at a very elemental – no pun intended – very elemental level. The next level of energy uh, I we'll just call it for sake of simplicity – cosmic Cosmic energy. This comes from the physical universe surrounding you. There are tremendous energies – some that have already, already known by science, but many that are not – that are part of the composition and the servicing of your physical reality. These are in an abundant supply, but very few ever tap into them. You talk about uh, solar waves and uh, certain types of uh, gamma rays and, and other non-physical rays, but uh, humans kind of watch them go by. Zing! There goes a gamma ray. There goes some type of uh, a certain red ray, because there's really no connection yet with the physical reality. There is a fear on the mind, on the part of the mind to use these, uh, because the mind doesn't understand them. The interesting thing is the mind is never going to really use them. Mind isn't going to use them. The body will, but in the awakening we go beyond the mind as a primary tool of uh, discernment and expression. Goes into the knowingness. I won't go too far down that rabbit hole right now, but we we'll go beyond the mind. So the mind doesn't really have to understand how to use cosmic energies. The knowingness, you know, the knowingness is when you just know something. It, you don't have to think about it. It's there. It's there right when it happens. You you can. You can be in the middle of. You can be in the middle of a crisis. Uh, A car accident, uh, uh, some impending crisis, and (coughs) while the brain is responding to the those uh, emergency conditions, uh, there's an impending accident, something just the car is just going to crash. There's also the knowingness at the same time as going. I already know I'm not going to die. I might get a little hurt. I might go to the hospital and you know break a leg. But I already know. It's, it's interesting. That knowingness is emerging, by the way, and it emerges with your consciousness. And while the mind is still worried about the details and what if and it's bringing up the fear all in a matter of a fraction of a second as this impending accident is going to happen, the knowingness is, I know I'm going to be okay. It's not about beliefs. It's not because of your determination or because you're thinking good thoughts. Thinking good thoughts doesn't really mean much of anything. Actually, I really encourage a lot of you to start thinking bad thoughts. (laughs) It's true, because it's not real to walk around in, la la, I'm only going to think good thoughts. The bad thoughts are still there. You're just denying them. Yeah. So the bad thought, what you call a bad thought, there's really – and some of you are going to argue with me about it – there's really not a bad thought. You say, well, isn't it a bad thought to do this or that? No, it's a thought. It doesn't mean you're going to act on it. It doesn't mean it's going to pollute your system. It's a thought. The chances are it's actually probably not yours. You're just picking it up out of mass consciousness. So stop trying to fight off bad thoughts. It is exhausting because it uses up a lot of Earth energy. So you have this cosmic energy that's coming in. You don't have to know actually where it's from. You don't have to know what color it is or how strong it is. It doesn't really matter. All you have to do is be aware. Take a good deep breath. You can close your eyes or keep them open if you want, but feel into a moment when I talk about Earth energy. What does that feel like? Earth energy. Oh, it's probably very comfortable, familiar, non-threatening, but also a little clumsy – rocks and stones and trees, rain, the planet itself. Now, feel – not think – but feel for a moment cosmic energy. It's not material. It's not, it's not condensed. Cosmic energy. It's everywhere. You don't have to take the space shuttle to get in connection with it, because you're already in the cosmos right here on this planet. At first cosmic energy seems a little bit like chaos because your mind is trying to order it or to uh, make sense out of it, but it's not chaos at all. Chaos – the definition of chaos is what the mind doesn't yet understand. There is no chaos anywhere. Anywhere. It's only when you try to use current measurement systems. Your current math, current math uh, is, is interesting, is as as an Earth practice. Current math is far short of really understanding uh, true cosmic activities, and we won't get go down that trail right now, but feel into the cosmic energy. It's different. It feels chaotic, but it's actually fairly refined. Now, the mind says, well, what do I do with it? Shut up, mind. <laughs> Shut the hell <coughs> up, mind. thought I was going to say it, didn't you? Shut up, mind. Yeah, really. Tell your mind to shut up. I mean, it really, and mean it. Like, like you really mean it. Not, not. Would you please shut up? No, shut the up <gasps> mind. I didn't say it, but you all heard it. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> isn't that interesting? I don't you mind. You go Lord, back I just and like
0: a broadcast.
3: You could go back and play the tapes, and it wasn't there. But every one of you heard it.
0: <laughs> mm.
3: <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, where were we? Uh, Shut up! <laughs> no, really, that's what it takes. The mind is a strange aspect, and it's time that you, dear soul-being, started telling it exactly what to do. Please? It gets so caught up in it. The mind's not a bad thing, it's just, it's just a strange thing. Could you imagine before you came to Earth you didn't have a mind? There was no mind. Oh, what was that like? Pretty liberating. <laughs> Did the mind helped to uh, bring some depth, you could say, to the sensual experience of being on this planet. The mind has helped with that. But at a certain point, you outgrew the mind. You know, it's like at a certain point the, the horse and buggy has to go, no matter how many are saying that the automobile or its next iteration are evil. Now It's time to go. Time to go beyond the mind. Mind is a nice thing, but shut up. (laughs) Try it at home. Shut up. I'm living. I'm busy. Shut up. I'm enjoying life. Shut up. Guys, you're like a bad wife or husband. Shut up. I'm divorcing you. I'm out the door. Okay, next on our list – cosmic energy. What next? The next level – by the way, you don't have to know where it is, how much there is, what color it is, or how powerful it is at all. It's just there. It's here to serve you. It's the only thing to know. It's here to serve you. It's abundant, and in the cosmic energy it's going to feel different using it. You're used to using Earth energies and you try to amass more and more of them and use more and more, it just tires you out. Step over here. Feel into cosmic energy. It's much cleaner, much more efficient. It's going to feel a little awkward at first, like, like uh, I've heard many of you say lately, you're, the feeling – oh, you're disconnected. Oh, Christ! Yes! Yes! <laughs> you're disconnecting from a lot of old ways, and now you're playing with some new ways, so you're going to feel disconnected. Yeah, quit trying to go back. Stop trying to close that eye. God, it took enough to get it o- one open. <laughs> so cosmic energy, just feel it. You will start to become familiar with it. you'll understand how playful it is, and that and it's not some science fiction thing. it's just there. The mind is not going to understand it, and that's. That's where you have to go to the knowingness. For those of you who are really into your mind, you're not going to figure out knowingness. You know what you do if you're really in your mind? Shut up. <laughs> And then you just take that step. You, you, you don't debate whether you're going to take that step out of the mind. You don't debate whether you're feeling something or not. You don't argue with yourself about whether you feel certain things or  react to certain things or whether you can ever have sensitivity. You don't debate it. You don't think about it. Shut up! and you move into experience, feeling, knowingness. It's that simple. The funny thing is the years that so many of you have wasted on debating with yourself about, well, I'm not psychic. Yes, I am. I want to be. I'm not psychic. And somebody else … Shut up! (laughs) No, it's really that simple. I, I'm not kidding. It, it's that simple. You just say, no, no, this is, this is I am that I am. That's it. It's not a – and if you hear the voice saying, oh yeah, I hear you say, I am – ah, shut up! I am that I am. You're nothing. <laughs> You're a stupid brain. <laughs> you have to be a little playful. Because if you don't, you get caught in that brain you start, well, I can't say that to myself because isn't that bad karma on me when I say <laughs> shut up to my mind and isn't that negative – shut up! <laughs> Stop! En- en- enough already. Just choose. Hey, I'm going to be sensitive and feeling. Wow, amazing. It was always there. What was the big deal?
4: <laughs> Shut up!
3: <laughs> Let's do that together, just once, uh, and then three. One, two, three. Shut, Shut up! up! You do that better than I am than I am. Now that's sad. <laughs> that's really sad. Damn. Tobias, I'm going to get you for this. Why is it that you could do that with more passion than you say I am what I am, like you got to stick up your backside. <laughs> but shut up, Wizzy. Let's do shut up. That was fun. Let's do shut up. One, two, three. Shut, shut up! up! <laughs> I am now going to go back in time to when I channeled the I am discourses, and we're going to just call it shut up. <laughs> now we'll make it a little more sophisticated. Shut up and live, okay? No more I am, because that maybe maybe the it was too deep. <laughs> shut up. <laughs>
0: you started something.
3: <laughs> it lightens things up, really, because the worst place to have an argument is in your own mind.
4: Ooh,
3: I'm surprised you haven't been saying shut up a lot. Or oh, you've been taking medications and alcohol. Oh. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> so we should put it on our schedule for next month to do a shut up competition. Now, how much body language can you – how much energy can you bring in just by saying shut up in a passionate way? Huh? And we'll judge to see how much of it was Earth, how much was cosmic, <laughs> or the next level of energy that's available to you right now. Crystalline! Ooh. Now please under <laughs> please understand that these energy these uh, mechanisms here are strictly distribution mechanisms. The energy is not created actually in any one of these three levels. They are strictly distribution methods. So is it like do you get your milk delivered at your front door? Do you go to the convenience store for it, or do you go down to the farm and milk the cow yourself? They're just different distribution methods, different different ways of getting it. Crystalline energies are very ordered. They're very aligned. Uh, The cosmic sometimes feels kind of chaotic, even though it's not, Earth very sluggish. Crystalline will align itself with you. And crystalline has the uh, – by the way, cosmic energies – I think we're going to have to write a book – cosmic energies do not trump or rule Earth energies at all. Cosmic energies, Earth energies work independently, but cosmic cannot tell Earth what to do for the most part. So it doesn't rule over Earth energies, nor Earth ruling over it, although Earth energies have an interesting way of almost sometimes suffocating cosmic, hmm. but but it doesn't rule over it. Crystalline energies have the amazing ability to be in alignment. They tend to stay very pure. They don't get caught up in all the, uh, the goings-ons uh, and the agendas of cosmic and Earth, which tend to be more uh, physical-oriented. Crystalline is non-physical, very pure. But it can manifest. It can come down through cosmic and Earth in crystalline forms, and that's why you have crystals that, that you wear that are buried in Earth and are beautiful. They are – you could say it's the, uh, the, the crystalline energies – u- uh, not universal um, – it's the pure crystalline energies making their way down, it's kind of almost like a reminder that at the or core level of things, they're in alignment, they're in order. Crystalline energies are – there is no power in them. There is what you would call power or density in Earth and cosmic energies, but crystalline there's no power. So, for the most part, no, you're not going to feel them in, in your typical sensory receptors. You're not going to feel them. You're not going to feel a little buzz in your brain. You're not going to feel it as an ache in your arm or anything like that, because there's no power. There's no aggression. They're in their pure form. So most beings in the universe – most humans also – totally unaware of them. Go right by, because most beings are looking for an element of power or force, and there is none within the pure crystalline. You could argue and say that when they make their way down to Earth as, as crystals they have a certain amount of power, but uh, think in, in its pure form. These crystalline energies are extremely, extremely um, efficient. Not much is needed. There's a lot of it out there, but not much is needed. Crystalline energies came into being when uh, the next form of energy uh, – I'll talk about when this next form of energy uh, wanted, desired uh, for expression, for manifestation, uh, for, for playing. So the crystalline's aligned with this primary level of energy, and they, crystalline energies can control cosmic and Earth. Now, there are those who would say later on that I probably shouldn't be saying that, because it – oh, I guess you could call it kind of a secret – because if anybody got their hands on this, that it would be a way to really mess up an otherwise messed up universe. It'd be a way for, let's call it, the bad guys to get a really potent weapon in their hand. I'm not so worried about it. Because for one to truly understand and to access crystalline energies, they have to be in a clear consciousness. Uh, And uh, some of you are saying, well, how come I've never really felt crystalline energies? Well, because that other eye wasn't really open. But now as it comes open, you'll be aware of crystalline. Just feel it for a moment. It has no force to it. In other words, you're not going to feel pressure from it. It has no weight to it, and in its purest form it has only um, having to use human terms again – it has only a hint of color. And that's not actually totally a true statement, but the best I can get with words. What you would say by color is a hint of um, its own character or direction. Uh, There are a multitude of different types of crystalline energies, and therefore each has a spectrum range, a color range, associated with the tasks that it loves doing, Uh, and and they're all available to you. You can almost see it like a big crystalline uh, wheel. Um, with, with all these different facets and all these different uh, edges on it, and they're all available to you. And some of these crystalline energies are more adept at certain things uh, that, that will serve you. To really understand the crystalline energies, to be aware of them, you have to have awareness. So that's why somebody with a really negative agenda, it would be hard for them to access these. But crystalline energies do trump Earth and Cosmic. In other words, they can rule over. When they rule over, they don't dominate as in uh, enslaving Cosmic and Earth. What they do is, because of their efficiency, they can very rapidly align Cosmic and Earth's energies with it. The cosmic and Earth respond very quickly. They change their physics, their dynamics, uh, everything about them, and they line into the crystalline. When I talk about twenty-one crystal caves of the Earth, it's exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. These are distributors – thank you these were storage mechanisms and distributors of crystalline energies they are not earth and they are not cosmic and many of you perhaps didn't feel them because you were looking for power or effect you're looking for some sort of response particularly through the mind and that's probably why you didn't get it and you also look for association Association. You like to associate uh, something that you're thinking or feeling with something that happened to you in the past. It will be very difficult right now to associate with crystalline energies, because contrary to what any of you say, especially – some will come later – I've been working with crystalline energies for 50 years. No, you haven't, because, <laughs> because you haven't. You might have been working with crystals. That's well, a different thing uh, – crystals of Earth, but not true crystalline energies, because if you had been this world, would be a different place, and you wouldn't have to be telling me that you've been doing it for 50 years and trying to impress everybody. Oh! <laughs> Gesundheit. You must have sneezed over there. <laughs> That's true. I, I, they, you know, the Master – the Master doesn't walk around telling everybody they're Ascended oh, yeah. at all. The Master doesn't walk around saying, I've been working with crystalline energies for 50 years. You know why? It's like the person with one eye open going back to the world of the blind, trying to explain what it's like. They'll never get it. So they don't try it. They don't try to tell the blind to open their eyes. They have compassion for the world of the blind and the experience that they're going through. And then when they sense that one or more in the world of the blind is trying to open their eyes, then they're there. Then they're there in compassion. But why, why do I try to explain the world of aware to the world of the unaware? Really, why? They're only going to kill you. <laughs> uh, that was a Jesus quote.
4: That's <laughs> oh. one of his favorite
3: quotes. It's true. It's one of, it's one of his favorite qu- quotes. He said right before he left, and they're going to kill you. The world of the blind wants everyone to be blind. And even if you come to them and say, but I have vision, I saw, they will say, you are of the Devil. We have to kill you. Because you're intruding on our world of the blind, and we got a nice little world going. We're all blind, uh, and we all have our little blind power spots that we deal with. So you come along and say you have eyes. You are obviously Satan. Boom." Where were we? Crystalline energies! A beautiful thing! <laughs> next! Oh, we're running out of time. Next. Um, oh, the, um, the next level, the one I talked about before, core energy. I'm going to call it the I Am energies. The I Am energy is this – what I talked about before – it is immediately in, in the closest proximity to your consciousness. It is the level and layer that's always there. You could say, in a way, that it is uh, what some have called the Great Central Sun, but the Great Central Sun isn't uh, a a community thing, it's not a a group thing. It's your Central Sun. So what happens is the consciousness attracts this legion, beautiful legion of energies immediately around it. There's nothing closer, uh, you could say, between the consciousness, the I Am, or what you call the soul, and this level of energy. It's right there. It's right there. It, I- it will then attract these other forms. It is, uh, it is the original energy that you created for yourself, but it is totally unlike crystalline cosmic or Earth energies. And again, it doesn't have any force or power to it. It has no limitations in, what, in its capabilities to manifest. It responds to the true, uh, you could say, creativity of the I Am, of the soul. It will align other energies. It, it, I'm trying to think how to say this. It doesn't do it for you. It calls in the other energies for you. It's not what you would say would be an a, um, energy of construction. It doesn't actually do the work. It's the foreman. That's a good way of putting it. It's the foreman energy. It doesn't actually uh, do anything other than command other energies – crystalline, cosmic, and Earth. And it's very good at this, and again it, it is extremely efficient. It doesn't need time. It doesn't even consume its own energy. This core energy, the I Am energy, is so brilliant it consumes no energy. It's the rudimentary energy, the foreman of all the others. Problem was, along the way, as humans, getting into this strange aspect called the mind, you got out of connection with that, and it doesn't care. It's still there, and it doesn't care if the human aspect is just playing with Earth energy. It doesn't care. But when the human who starts opening the eyes, particularly two eyes, and starts to say, I am aware, I am the I Am, using Earth energy to incarnate myself here. And now using cosmic energy to expand my abundance here, and now using crystalline energies to expand my awareness here and all other places, it does so. You tap back into these core energies. But remember – this is very important to remember – the I Am energy is not a worker. It is an aligner. It It is the general who's going to command these other energies. So don't go to your uh, I Am energy and say, as a human, well, here's what I need. I need thousand dollars to … No, no. Stop. Take a deep breath. It's there to align, to command crystalline, cosmic and Earth. Make sense? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Okay. Now, we'll continue with this discussion until you're sick and tired of it uh, <laughs> The point is …
0: What what's the signal that we're sick and tired of it?
3: Shut up! <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> now, actually, I do care if you tell me that. If you tell me that, I want it said with passion and meaning. I want it said with a song. Shut up! Like you know, not just shut up. You know, if you're gonna say it to me, be ready for me to come back and say it to you. And then we'll see where the passion is. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> okay. So, where are we? Let's take a deep breath. We'll shift gears. We have a few minutes left and I want to do a feeling, experience. Not a mirab, but it's going to be a, an experience. A couple of points. Uh, you've been used to using Earth energy. It's very crude. It's very old and very slow. We're going to go beyond that. You are the bringers of energy, cosmic and crystalline, and you're going to learn to come back into resonance with your core I Am energies that respond to passion. Very simple. Stop focusing on money or abundance or those other things. Uh, Start looking at how you're going to bring in these energies. How do you bring in energies? Passion. Passion. You bring in energies and passion. You do not force anything, and if you find yourself forcing or getting all caught up in your head, just stop. Uh, uh, Terminate the experience. Uh, Start over some other time. It's the passion, and it starts with the passion of choosing life. By, By the way, a long time ago. Uh, uh, Tobias categorized all the areas of uh, human uh, strife uh, fairly easily. He said that there was there were problems in relationships, duh. there are problems with abundance, double duh, <laughs> <laughs> problems in health, yeah, and problems in esteem or what he called self worth, uh, and these were kind of the four categories. And what happens? You tend to get into these and Consuming a lot of energy, worrying about them, but never doing anything. All of these can be brought into balance. And then there is a fifth category, but it's not about strife. It's only about the extent you're going to allow it out, and it's joy. It's joy. So that would be our new fifth category, but it's actually not anything – you're not trying to resolve or balance it. You're just trying to see how expressive you can be with it. You have all this energy available to you. You've been used to using only – mostly only – Earth energy. Now we're going to bring in the rest, but that's the dilemma for today. sounds good. What the hell are you going to do with it? Wow. <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm leaving now. <laughs> Sartre told me to shut up. I could hear Sartre saying, don't challenge us like this. I was. I was doing okay, you know? Just getting by, and I come here once a month to get a little, you know, whatever I get here. <laughs> hey, shut up! Don't put all this stress on us. No. What do you want? What are you going to do with all this energy? Create. Create. Create what? Everything. Everything. Good. That's good. Anything. Oh, uh, joyful exc- – it doesn't matter. I- I'm not going to give you the answer. This isn't The Awakening Show It's up to you. but. It will bring in some conflict, uh, some – you're going to get into your head and you're going to, in the next, oh, two days, five days, you're going to be thinking a lot, I don't know what to do. You're going to exhaust yourself and you're going to say, I'll come back to it later. Later is going to be next month, but next month I'm going to put a microphone in your face and I'm going to say, what are you going to do with that energy? You're going to say, well, I don't know, and I'm going to say, you can't say I don't know here in this room, otherwise you have to go to the penalty box. That little. There's a phone back. There's a phone in the penalty box. How about that? (laughs) Call God. He said, I don't care. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) Listen to Adamus. I'm busy. (laughs) The dilemma is going to be, what do you do with this energy? You've been asking for it. You've been crying for it. What are you going to do With this energy, it is here, it's available right now. i got twenty-one caves filled with energy and hardly anybody tapping into them. And this energy is abundant, it's clean, it's here to serve you. Nobody's tapping into it. Yeah. Uh, They're diddling with it, and uh, diddling means uh, they're putting their toe in and going, Oh! I went to the Crystal Cave! Shut up! It is the Awakening Show, just a different version, <laughs> season two. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I can see, I, I can see that's uh, what you would call it—the sincerity or the the earnestness. And some of you, it's actually an interesting dilemma. Some of you are so earnest, so sincere. If I had that, if these energies would really come to me, <sighs> But you're not letting them. You're going to do, if I, if they, when they – no. You're really sincere. You really have a great heart and a nice smile, but you're not letting the energies in. And others of you are wonderfully full of machio. Oh, I went out with the energies of the 19th Crystal Cave last night. We went on a date, and it's like, what? <laughs> really, I had somebody tell me that. That's not Kauldra saying that it's me and Dominic. They told me they went out on a date with the energies of the 19th Crystal Cave. Like, where would you take these energies? What would you do? Go to a movie? (laughs) You wouldn't believe what I have to deal with. (coughs) We have a few minutes remaining. A few minutes remaining. We'll have a little music. We'll do a, um, a little experience, kind of like a marab, but kind of not. Doesn't matter what it is. It's the experience of feeling these different layers of energy earth, cosmic, crystalline. My, my friends, whether you like it, if you're sitting in this room or you're listening in online, you're reading this, you are a bringer of new energy. Mm. Not for anybody else. Please, please, that's not. It's just for you. You are a bringer. When others see that you can bring them out home, they're going to start bringing them out home. When they see that you, David, can access energies like that, command them, have them come around you like a well-trained troop, uh, uh, army troop, they're going to say, How do you do that? How do you d- – I want some of that. And you're going to say, nah, you're not ready. <laughs> and, and, th- and they're probably not. Because if they're so, if they're just drooling at the mouth for some energy, they're probably not, but that's okay. At least the journey has started. <coughs> at least they've got something motivating them. So we're going to play some music now. We just have a few minutes left, and I would like you to please feel Earth cosmic crystalline and core energies. Just feel them. You don't even have to associate them right now. You don't have to decide what you're going to do. They are here. If we get the lights down, a little bit of um, – play a little nice that's nice cosmic music. You were the bringers of energy. You did it partly because of an insatiable appetite for yourself. You let yourself go broke, break down in the body, whatever else. So it made you crave energy. I need, I want that energy. In doing so, you opened yourself up you call it need or lack of fulfillment It opened you up to listening to all of my discussions about energy and that with the 10 years of Tobias. Otherwise, you wouldn't have. If you didn't bring yourself down to your knees, probably would have never been here. You'd have been satisfied with just enough. You brought yourself to this place of saying, what is energy? How do I get just a little bit? My friends, what you're really doing, you're bringing in, you're opening the gateways for energy come to this Earth and to be used and to be applied creatively, lovingly, joyfully. You're bringers of energy to this planet in a way that the planet hasn't seen it. You could say you've been out in the desert starving, thirsty. Almost on the verge of destruction, termination, needed that energy, but it hasn't been there. Needed that drink of water or food. You've let yourself go dry. Why? So that you could have such a passion and such an understanding of energy. Not like Not like the energy needs back in the world of the blind, but energy needs, energy fulfillment in the world of the aware, those needs are quite a bit different. Those desires are different And back in the old world, the asleep world. When you started opening your eyes, started allowing your awareness, started changing the energy dynamics. Yes, you still tried to go back to earth energies, dense energies, but just didn't it didn't fill you up. It wasn't there. You thought that you were doing something wrong. Not at all. You're just giving yourself such a desire to open up into these new energies, cosmic, crystalline, and finally back into the resonance of your I am. You allowed yourself to get energy depraved and deprived, and you could come to the place, the time. True appreciation, a true understanding of energy. Come to a time when, sitting here today, you know you'll never abuse it. Not that you'd even try. You know you'd never abuse it. You know that it's for you, it's yours. Not for you to feed the world, just for you. But you also know that as others start to open their eyes, they'll see how you work with energy, your personal energy, and they'll know that someday they can also. You're here as bringers of energy into life, into motion, into creativity, into expression, and levels that have always been there but few, if any, humans have ever accessed. I want you to hear this next part very carefully, my dear masters, dear bringers of energy. I want you to hear this very carefully. The few who came before you and became the masters, the few came before you, never had to take into consideration the use of energy, but you do. What's different about you and the Masters of the past, whether it was Yeshua or Tobias or Buddha or any of the others, what's different? They knew they weren't staying on this planet. There was no consequence no consideration about using energy. They had the know- the knowingness in this impending crash with their ascension, their awakening. They had the knowingness that they weren't going to stay. They didn't stay for a couple of reasons. They wanted to be on the other side to work with you here. They didn't stay because the energies were much more dense, because they didn't have fellowship camaraderie with other open-eyed beings. So they never studied energy. It wasn't a consideration for them, but here you are becoming embodied masters, masters in awakening, and energy will be a way of life for you. Energy will be your primary tool for creating what you want, primary tool to use, whether it is simply putting the food on the table that you choose to eat, whether it is paying for the house you want to live in or the car that you want to drive, or energy will be your primary tool for your interdimensional journeys, your what you call teletransportation, appearing wherever you want, anytime you want. Energy will be the primary tool for your physical rejuvenation to keep that body ageless, healthy. The Masters who came before you, they did not need to learn about energy energy applied here on Earth. but My friends, dear Masters, we teach this now to each and every one of you, This energy will be your tool, guided by your consciousness and your awareness, brought forth to you in your own life, with the knowingness that when it's done once, it can be repeated. In other words, if you do it, others who come next will be able to do it also. As bringers of energy, I'm going to bring it into your life. We're going to feel it in all of its different elements and states, sensations and responses. There'll be times when it confounds you and frustrates you. But other times when it gives you total fulfillment, total ease, you've been used to dealing with just Earth energies – very rudimentary, very harsh, very clumsy – going to start bringing in cosmic, crystalline, come back into alignment with the I Am energies. There'll be an ease and a grace in it. It's going to bring some of you to tears, thinking about those harsh, harsh lifetimes, dealing with just Earth. This isn't about what you think or believe. It's not about even what you're going to try to plan. It's not even about just your dreams. is about bringing in new levels, new resonances, new layers of energy, but I ask you not to fear what you think. What happens right now is you block yourself down because you're afraid if you think the wrong thing, it's going to cause something to manifest in the wrong way. Be one of the challenges. You're going to be afraid of your thoughts or your beliefs or any of that. You're going to, you have used that to restrict energy. In the true consciousness, the true I am, it's not about what you think anyway. It's not about that brain. It's not about those ugly memories that come back in. It's not about violent thoughts. We're going to go beyond that. Those are not yours. You're going to bring in energy that's going to be attracted to the pure state of the I Am consciousness. You're going to find out how playful it is, how creative it is, how fulfilling it is. Things like drama, things like struggle, efforting tension, straining, tiredness – all these become a thing of the past. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen very quickly. But in doing so, you're going to enter into a new world, a new reality for yourself. You're still going to be in the world of the asleep and of the blind. It will be awkward at times, be uncomfortable. You're going to be working on different levels. You'll feel that you're no longer in the world or necessarily of it. But that too will come back into balance. You'll assimilate, you'll adapt this new I am self and the old I was world. masters of the past, they only had to release their bodies and leave. That was the big challenge for them, letting go of that physical body. You, my friends, you it's about, what are you going to do with this energy? You've been asking for it. My, how have you been asking for it? What are you going to do with it? How are you going to let it serve you? As I said, we'll discuss it in our upcoming sessions, it even goes beyond your dreams or your imaginations. definitely goes beyond the mind. Let's take a deep breath on this day, this milestone day. By the way, I'll point this out once again, make this offer once again. If you're not interested in being a bringer of energy for you into your life and your life only, if you're not interested, if you're just tagging along to see what the others do, it'd be best you leave now. A, we don't want you. B, it's going to hurt too much. And C, you don't belong here. If you're here out of just fascination, you want to be a spectator not the place for you to be. It's not a judgment, it's just reality. For those of you who stay, we will access these energies. Crystalline, cosmic, earth. Get back into the core. Let's take a deep breath to milestone marker, as Tobias called it, a point of separation. One step further now from the world of the blind and the asleep. One step now, a little out of the center zone of that middle land of awakening. And it was comfortable to stay in that middle land. you open one eye but not the other. You got to the middle land of awakening. It was comfortable. A little awkward, but comfortable. Now, in this next step, as bringers of energy, we're going to go out of the middle zone. are going to find that one eye twitching, that eye that's still closed is going to start twitching. You're gonna wonder if it's time to open it or not. Part of you will resist. A part of you will wanna open it. When that twitching starts, and you wonder what's gonna happen next, and that aspect of the mind pops in, all of its fears and its questions, just remember. Take a deep breath and remember as you Exit out of awakening middle land. No matter what. All is well in all of creation. Oh shut up. <laughs> Thank you, my dear Shambhara. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So I invite you now. Breathe this yes for you. Come on. You are so outrageous. You are shambra. Breathe. Breathe and receive all of this gloriousness that has been spoken of. It is like eating all of the words. Receive. Breathe it in so deep. It is like feeding the very core of you. Yes. Oh, yes. Falling so in love with self with every breath, breathing it in, and then joyously breathing out this love affair, breathing in and breathing out for the love and the joy of being alive. Yes, breathing. Receiving, breathing, releasing. One breath at a time. One breath at a time. Feel this exquisite rhythm. Breathing. He has offered such a gift of awareness and clarity. Breathe it in, just breathe, breathe so deeply for you, yes, oh yes. Let the love affair begin, breath at a time, breath at a time.
0: for being part of the Crimson Circle Show. Whether you came from crimsoncircle.com, Awakening Zone, or BTR, thank you for joining us, listening or watching. A big thank you, always, to Jeffrey Hoppy, Channeling Adamas. Yes. Thank you to Norma for the breathing. Thank you to Marty Sawinski for the music. Happy birthday to Duke. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back here July 6th, same time, same place. Be well, and let those energies serve you. Thank you, everyone. And thank you to David McMaster. Always forgot, so sorry. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.